Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Links and Locks Podcast. Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast presented by Bet365. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He is Ben Everell from Golf Bet, and we're here to break down our favorite 18 plays, play 18 holes for this week's Travelers Championship. We're going to talk some U.S. Open, do a little review here as well. But before we do anything, we've got to give you a little reminder. The Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand sign up with promo code action a-c-t-i-o-n to get bet 365's exclusive sign up offer bet one dollar on any game just one dollar get two hundred dollars in bonus bets must be 21 or older offer available in colorado new jersey ohio and virginia in the u.s gambling problem call or text 1-800-GAMBLER all right before we get to the travelers benny you and i were sitting next to each other for most of the week in the media center uh hanging out at uh lacc uh there are a lot of takes and and we won't get into all of them here but uh for those who are on wyndham clark at a pretty big number congratulations you and i did not have that on the pod last week but uh, we did have some some nice plays on there that we were, were able to cash yeah mate. look it was a fun week at lacc as you said we didn't really have the uh wyndham clark scenario going but Good luck to him, man. Like, impressive effort to take down the boys uh, over those four days and stick solid and prove he is indeed one of the elite this year after also winning at Quail Hollow. Um, look, we can have a bit of fun. We, we did pick up on the first round leader. I had Xander Schauffele there. That was pretty cool. And Ricky Fowler was, I think, the smash play for both of us. I had him in the um, player markets above 39th and, and you gave him a run as well. So good to see Ricky doing well, even though it was a bit sad for him not really being in the mix on Sunday. Um, but hey, we go again. Travelers, let's rumble. Yeah, we get to the Travelers now. By the way, uh, Cam Smith was my pick last week. You and I were watching him very closely. Uh, I had um, some futures on him last week and outrights and you were Australian, so you like Cam and... Uh, you were watching him pretty closely as well. Uh, I'm still not convinced that if if that was a five round event, we decided hey, it's U.S. Open. You know, it's a big event. Let's let's play Monday as well. That Cam Smith wouldn't have come back and and won that golf tournament. We we're we were very close to being on for that one. So 
Uh, yes, let's get to the Travelers Championship. We go from major to a designated event with all the best players on the PGA Tour, traveling cross-country to Connecticut, TPC River Highlands, just around 7,000 yards. We're going to see more birdies than we did last week. I can guarantee you of that. Benny, uh, let's get right to it. Playing 18 holes, you're on the tee at TPC River Highlands, and you can swing away. Well, here we go. Look, uh, as you said, de designated event, big field, big numbers, and we've got to decide, as we've had to a couple of times this year after majors, you know, do you go the chalk? Um, do you go the guys with that that are at the top of the board because it's a big it's a big field? Or should we look for the next Wyndham Clark, the guy who – should we look for the guy who's not necessarily the high on the betting boards but's playing good golf, a good course fit? ready to make a name for themselves. And look, I just went back and look, not a, not a huge trend, obviously, but let's look at who won after the majors. We had Matt Fitzpatrick win at Heritage after the Masters, 28 to 1, right? Not at the top of the board. Obviously a great player, a major winner, but not at the top of the betting boards. And then we had Grio, Emiliano Grio win at Charles Schwab, 66 to 1 or so. So just off that, just as a, as a front here, everyone, I'm staying... Clear of the chalk after Jason Sobel gave me absolute hell over the week for picking Scheffler last week and almost cashing there but not getting it done. I'm going to look a little further down the boards and leave essentially the big guys at the at the top alone uh, after the grind of the US Open. So with that said, first hole, a guy who returned to form at the US Open and who has got me on the bandwagon. He's turning 21 tomorrow on Wednesday can have his first beer. Apparently, Rory McIlroy is going to buy him one. But Tom Kim at 35-1. to 1. T8 last week at LACC. Came off the back of two missed cuts. We know he won in Vegas. He'd been basically, I don't want to say terrible because he's still in the top 20 of the FedEx Cup, but he had not been playing well. Not, definitely not to his standards. But what I saw, uh, the smile back on his face at LACC, and he just has the game that should play well here. He's not played before at TBC River Highlands, but he's fourth on tour in driving accuracy, eighth on tour strokes gained approach. It should be the perfect venue for him. And he opened, this is what I like, opened at 45 to 1, already into 35 to 1. Definitely some people feeling the way I do. All right, a couple things as I get to the second hole. A lot of people on Tim, Tom Kim this week. Uh, they're mm. like the entire world is on Tom Kim. I don't hate it. I have a Tom Kim play. I usually give you my long shot right off the bat, but I'll segue into my Tom Kim play, uh, which is uh, I've just got a matchup minus 110 over his buddy Siwoo Kim this week. Uh, nothing wrong with Siwoo. I like Siwoo. Kind of faded down the stretch on the weekend last week, but uh, I'll take a, a little bit of Tom. I Look, for the most part, we've seen it in the past. Matt Fitzpatrick at the U.S. Open last year and Max Homa a little bit at the Farmers Insurance Open this year. Usually the mob mentality doesn't quite pay off when everybody's on a guy. Yeah. It's usually time to get off that guy. Everybody's on Tom Kim this week. Makes me a little skeptical, but I, I, he did play very, very well last week, much better than we've seen recently. So, um, And he's a guy that, at least early in his career, seems like a momentum type of player. When, it, when it's not going well, it continuously doesn't go well for a little while. But when it is going well, he can be really, really good. This is a good course for him, as I said, a short golf course. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not going all in on Tom this week, but I'll take him over Siwoo in a pretty even uh, matchup this week. Yeah, like I said, it's his birthday. That could go one of two ways. He can go and have a real good time. <laughs> and maybe oh. not necessarily. Poor uh, kid. I, and I say this as a 
former longtime Connecticut resident, yeah. if you've got to spend your 21st birthday somewhere, Hartford, Connecticut's a tough place to, to go out <laughs> and celebrate. I mean, I look, there's some great restaurants there. I'm sure I'll have a good time. Uh, maybe Jordan Spieth will be there as well. They've become buddies too. But like, I mean, there's a lot of places you can be for your 21st birthday. Like yeah. middle of Hartford is like, eh, okay. I'm not sure that was his original choice. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. All right. All right. After the third hole, I'm going to give you a top five player, someone who I think uh, can definitely be in the mix, obviously, to win. Good number to win, uh, considering they were runner-up last year at this event and probably should have won it. Um, the young gun that we've talked about many times in this pod, Sahith Gala, like desperately close, as I said, to winning last year, sitting in that bunker, just needed, you know, what he thought probably needed a, a birdie or a par, ended up making a double to lose by two to Xander Shoffley. Uh, learned a lot, and it'll bring some fire in his belly from what happened last year. Look, he's he ranks a very healthy 19th on tour in birdie or better percentage from 150 to 175 yards. If you go into the, the data golf and whatever else you want to go down the, the inside baseball sort of references, there are a ton of shots from 150 to 175, way above the tour average at TPC River Highlands. Uh, and look, he's also 8th on tour in birdie average. We know he can if there's going to be a lot of birdies, which this place does bring, he's able to do it. Um, and then, look, I, I tried to find a weakness. I saw that he is not the most accurate off the tee, struggling. But to counter that, going back to that 150 to 175 yards, he's 20th on tour approaches from the rough from that distance. So when he does get in trouble from that distance, he's been able to, to handle it. Also, inside the top 30 of strokes game putting. So... I think Sahith Gala is a good play this week. I got him at plus 1,200 for a top five, but I think he can also contend to win. Well, I am fully convinced as a massive Thigala backer over the last two years that when he does finally win, it'll be a week that I'm not on him. So I'm not on him this week. Uh, I think that, you know, again, it's just, I think there's going to be too many people on him. I think that's, again, another, uh, another of those popular plays this week. So it'll probably, that means it'll probably happen. Uh, I'm I'm convinced that he's, you know, for as much as I bet on him, he's going to finally win when I'm just like not even paying attention to him. There is the danger of him overplaying the revenge card, you know, trying too hard. Um, that is one thing I'm a little worried about, given how young he is. Um, that's what young players can tend to do, uh, push a little bit too far when they feel like they have a redemption story. All right, I'm going to get to the fourth hole, and I will start this out by saying I have a bad feeling about this week. <laughs> what I mean by that is Scotty Scheffler at plus 600, plus 650. Look, three straight top threes, five straight top fives, 17 straight top 12s. At some point, the ball's going to go in the hole a couple more times a, a tournament than it's gone in the last few that he's played, and he's going to win by four. It's just, it's going to happen. I am not betting him at that number. I think it's almost impossible to bet him at that number, but I will have him in a lot of DFS lineups. And if Scotty does it this week, look, you just kind of like, you know, give him a little polite golf clap and you say, all right, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, my my second favorite outright, a guy that I think I can win that I'll tell you later in the show, has short odds as well. Over the last three years, Dustin Johnson, Harris English, who was playing like an elite player at the time, and, and Xander Shoffley have won. This is no longer necessarily a tournament for the long shot players. That said, I've got a couple of them, and the guy that I like the best is a guy that very nearly won at Muirfield Village three weeks ago, got into a playoff, lost to Victor Hovland, but 
Benny McCarthy on a Northeast golf course. He's a guy from the East Coast. Um, hasn't played his best golf, but this one should suit him well, where it's a shorter golf course, lots of birdies, get hot with the putter. He's fourth on the PGA Tour in strokes gain putting, and the only thing surprising about that is that he's not in the top three. I think it could be a really good Denny McCarthy week at 80 to one. I think it's a nice number to chase. Well, I'm going to move out of turn here because I'm going to go to my long shot play, move him up from ninth to the fifth hole. Let me just slide that above here. Denny McCarthy, 80 to one is your long shot choice. Uh, as I've got written in my preview this week, he's a putting genius. Wouldn't be surprised if he puts the dots off it again this week. Uh, fourth in strokes game putting, as, as, as you mentioned, not far off that playoff loss. 16th scoring average, seventh on tour in scrambling. We know he can go low. I like the number. Um, you know, it's a good one. It also popped on my radar. So there you go. My long shot play this week. If you're looking at that, Danny McCarthy, 80 to one. Yeah. Everything about it makes sense. Although as I'm looking now, like doesn't have a great record there, which that part of it, uh, you know, gets to me a little bit that, you know, I, I'm going to filibuster here and keep talking as I'm, looking up Denny McCarthy's record of the Travelers, which is a little surprising that he hasn't been up there, but I do think he's a better player right now than he's been yeah. at any other point in his career. Uh, we have always talked about him being a really good putter, and uh, those irons have been better, but 2018 finished in 47th. Since then, hasn't gotten any better. 2019 missed cut, 2020 withdraw, 2021 73rd, and last year he missed the cut again. Not too many low numbers, but he does have a couple of 66s and a 67 on the board in the past. So he has shot some decent scores around here. But I do think, like I said, he's playing some good golf right now. It should be. It makes sense that it would be a good course for him. All right, get to the yeah. sixth hole. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase a guy who was in contention last week. Mentioned his name a minute ago because he won this golf tournament two years ago. Uh, didn't play his best golf on the weekend, but yeah. Harris English is trending in the right direction. I love everything we heard from him. The way you're throwing your hands up in the air. Sounds like you might have some Harris English here as well. Yes. I'll take him for a top five at plus 1400 to uh, at least contend once again this week at TBC River Highlands. All uh, right. Yep. Look, I'll move him right up here. Uh, seventh hole now. He's my top 10 play this week. Harris English plus 550 for a top 10. Also 5,500 or so to win if you want to go that way. He's back to being a regular contender in these things. And like while he might not be winning, he's certainly threatening to win. Um, as you mentioned, a former champion not many years ago, what, 2021 champion. Three top 12s in his last five tournaments this year, including T8 last week. He was second at Arnold Palmer, third at Wells Fargo, both designated events. And he's putting well, 14th this season in strokes game putting. So... Uh, he's one who uh, I, I remember uh, was on a, another podcast of guest on a DP World Tour one last week, and they uh, one of their experts threw up uh, Harris to win last week, and I sort of said, um, I like him. I said it's a great play for that top five, top ten. I don't necessarily think he's going to win down the stretch, um, and I feel <laughs> I feel sorry for the guy because I think he had it on an each way over there, which was T six, and I think Harris ended up at T eight. <laughs> So that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a struggle because it was a big odds play for him, um, and he was on the money that Harris would play well, and I think that he'll keep that momentum, as I said. And top ten is a good spot to land for Harris English. Speaking of bad beats, I know you mentioned uh, Xander Shoffley as your first round leader play on the show last week. I actually I, I liked Ricky for a lot of different plays. I, he was not 
necessarily my first round leader play, but I had a couple of different uh, tickets for first round leaders. And I had him last week. There's no bad beat. Like having a guy to and shoot 62, the first ever 62 in a U.S. open and it chops the first round leader tickets. Like, come on. Like it, yeah. I can't get paid full for my 62 that I had for the guy. And, you know, Xander goes out and ties Ricky, Ricky ties Xander. And, you know, you, you chop it, which is fine. I, I know some of the books out there will, uh, will give you full payments instead of chops for those, but that one, I, that would hurt a little bit. So we get to the eighth hole and I'm going with my top 10 play another dog, another Georgia bulldog, uh, Russell Henley's this sort of a weird little conundrum right here. I think Russell is underrated. Just we don't talk about him that much. No one really says like how good he is. I think he's really good. And yet he's overvalued in the marketplace. I mean, I'm looking at one book right now where Russell Henley is at plus 3,500. He is the same price as Tony Finau, as Tom Kim. He's shorter than Ricky Fowler and Matt Fitzpatrick and Hideki Matsuyama and Sunjay M and Max Homa and Cameron Young and Jason Day and Shane Lowry and Justin Thomas. I, I mean, that's just... Like Russ, I get it. Justin Thomas was bad last week. I understand that. He's still Justin Thomas. Why? Why is Russell Henley half the price of Justin Thomas? I don't like that. In any case, I do like Russell Henley a lot though. This week, eight straight events where he's gained strokes with his irons. Six of the last seven with his putter. I've got him for a top ten plus three fifty. I think it makes a lot of sense on this golf course. And he he would have been probably my favorite outright play for a long shot, except he's not a long shot. They just, he's too short. We don't talk about Russell Henley at all, except, you know, look at him on the board. And you're like 35 to one. That, that number surprised me. Yeah. I'm, I'm shuffling my board here again, bringing up another one. <laughs> <laughs> you're hammering me this week. I, I, I was you. working on all these while we were at the U S open, you were sitting right behind me. And so obviously you were looking over my shoulder still. Yeah. It must've been, uh, must've been, I, I refuse to do uh, for the listeners out there. Jason's are very, very well prepared got in early, was doing his research over the weekend. I was sitting there doing none of that. <laughs> I was watching the US Open and, I, and I wishing had a I red was... eye. Betty, yeah. I, the difference is you live in LA, you just have to drive home. I had a red eye to catch and I, I was not getting worked on on that red eye. So I had to work before I left. Hey, you remember it's LA. You may have gotten home before I did. I was driving in the traffic and you were flying across the country. Uh, anyway, uh, I will move him up ninth hole. This is where I, uh, the bet 365 player market, Russell Henley was th- is 35 or better in that for minus 120, giving up the juice. But I, I think he'll have an, uh, you know, honestly, I think he should finish inside the top 35 pretty easily. His last three results on tour are 16, 16, and 14. Winner in Mexico, as we know, number one, driving accuracy on tour. That is important at this course, driving accuracy uh, for the most part. And four out of five times he's played at the Travelers, he's been better than 35th. So uh, that's enough for me to say 35 or better. All right. Uh, Yeah, of course, I like that as well. So that makes a lot of sense. As we make the turn here for the... Links and Locks Best Bets podcast. A reminder that we are proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we get to the 10th hole. It is my tee. And I will tell you, 
if there's one rule, the one hard and fast rule I have about gambling, it's never bet on anybody named Ben. <laughs> and yet I've got two of them here on the board for my 10th play. First round leader, I'm going to split it up a little bit here. I'm taking a couple of long shots in some guys who have posted some nice rounds on Thursdays already this year. Ben Griffin and Ben Martin for first round leader. Look, I, I know, Benny, you like taking guys who are closer to the top of the board, getting a little value on a big name player. I'm just like, you know, I like the variance of a first round and just could be anybody. Let me get a couple of long shots. Two guys named Ben. And oh, by the way, for the next hole, I've got another Ben as well. So uh, I've got a whole lot of Ben's on my list. That's never a good thing, Ben. Yeah, that's always a great thing. It's a sensational name, sensational players. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, maybe I should just jump on board with you on that. Just sensational stuff. But uh, I'm going to go to, I guess, one of the more chalky things I do have out of my week. I said I wasn't going to do much chalk, but my top 20 player this week is only plus 100 um, for a top 20. And here it's because um, I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa. He's the guy that I wanted to fade at the US Open because of his back issues at the Memorial. And essentially he convinced me that I should stay on his good side after he fought back. It was a very plucky fight back to T14 last week when he was trending towards a miscut. He's fourth on tour for birdie or betty's percentage from that 151.75, second in strokes gained approach, fifth tee to green and driving accuracy. The reality is he has a almost perfect stat line to win at TPC River Highlands. And if it wasn't for the back issue, I'd probably be more gung-ho and pushing him further up. So if you want to go across the board, I'm not against it. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's where I saw just a slight bit of value, plus 100 for a top 20, because uh, I think it it's the perfect place, even though he hasn't been there and done it in the past much, that Colin Morikow should play well at. It, it makes sense. It's a great Morikow, of course. He's played better. Uh, played well over the years at uh, shorter golf courses. So that makes sense. I'm going to skip over my top 20 here as I get to the 12th hole. And uh, I'm going to stick with this one just because it's another guy named Ben. It's <laughs> amazing. I have three Ben's on my list this week. Benny Everell, do you know who Ben James is? No, no idea. All right. Good. <laughs> I got one here. Ben James is, he was the uh, freshman of the year at University of Virginia. He was an All-America. He is already the number four ranked amateur in the entire world. And he happened to grow up in Milford, Connecticut, which isn't a whole lot uh, too far from TBC River Highlands. Yeah. We've seen amateurs play well at this golf tournament in the past for whatever reason. Going back to Patrick Cantley in, yeah. I think, 2009 when he almost shot a 59. Michael Thorbjornson, uh last year finished in fourth place. I don't know that Ben James is going to go that low. But I will take him for a top 40 in his home state at plus 333, which I think is a really good number on a kid that not too many people know much about yet. Yeah, look, and this this tournament's renowned for giving young college stars their breakout starts. Um, yeah. You know, we mentioned I just mentioned Morikawa. I just mentioned, you know, the guys like Hovland um, uh, back when Matt Wolf was around. You know, look, these guys were... Uh, Justin Sa, I believe, is another one that may have got a, one of his early starts um, at the Travelers. They are that is definitely their mo. They try to showcase the upcoming talent with their sponsors exemptions, etc. So it is a definitely a good week uh, to look into the new wave of talent coming through. And on that note, I'm going to give you. You mentioned amateur golf rankings. I'm going to give you a former world number one amateur 
at plus 220 for a top 40. Hmm. Now, this is nothing but a data pick, right? Because he has been out for a long time after having minor surgery on his knee with a torn meniscus. He was on fire for a rookie, comparatively speaking, up to that point. His last start was a T7 at Pebble Beach before that scenario. But Kevin Yu, plus 220 for a top 40, he is a value pick given his stats. He was ranking and still is fourth on the tour, strokes gained off the tee, ninth tee to green, second greens in reg, 41st driving accuracy, um, second on tour between 150 and 175. Why don't you know his name? As I said, only played 10 times this season, but was playing well. That surgery is what's kept him out. If on his comeback, he is healthy, mm -hmm. this is a good number. Now, I say it like that because if he comes back and he's fine, he's going to play well. He's going to, and then he, the books will catch up and realize, oh, actually, yeah, right. he right. is this good. He is having, so now if he, if the knee is a problem, then, you know, I don't know this for sure. I don't know him well enough to know how much that has affected um, him coming back, but I just see it as a good opportunity to take the odds while you can get them. I Look, this guy is a statistical anomaly. We've joked about Kevin yeah. Yu on the pod before because you look at some of the ball striking stats on the PGA Tour and you start going down the list. And it's like Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Patrick Cantley, Kevin Yu. And you're like, what, what, who? Wait, what? Yeah. And you look at the ball striking number, you're like, how come he hasn't done more? Like, has he never made a putt outside of three feet? Like, I, I don't understand how he hasn't had some big finishes, but you're right. He, he's been out for a while now. Um, that is a name I don't have this week, but as he starts to return, like mm -hmm. my eye is definitely going to be on him. You might be right about jump on him now so that it's not too late. It, I could see a Taylor Pendrith sort of return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last year, remember, Taylor Pendrith, who's not playing his best golf right now, but last year uh, he got hurt at the Players' Championship, missed about three and a half months, came back in the last five or six starts of the season I don't think he was outside the top 20 in any of them. So I can see something very similar for Kevin Yu coming back from that injury. All right. Uh, we get to the 14th hole, and I'll give you my top 20 here. A guy who finished exactly tied for 20th last week. We saw him win at the Zurich Classic with his buddy Davis Riley. Nick Hardy is starting to play some good golf. He was third here uh not that long ago so th this is a guy that's played well at tbc river highlands in the past i i like his game a lot once he starts rounding into form this is going to be a guy that i think we're going to see on some leaderboards so i will take him in a place where he's played well already top 20 at plus 500 which is a nice number considering he was top 20 just a week ago at the u.s open yeah not bad not bad at all um, I do remember mentioning him when we popped up on that little video. I haven't always like keep an eye on that guy. I forgot to look him up myself, so I guess I'll leave that one to you. Um, 15th hole, I'll go to the first round leader market. You've said your man, you've gone with the bends. I love it, good stuff. But this, as you also mentioned, I tend to like to go to the I guess chalkier players and try to get them off to a good start. Um, this is where you 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 briefly mentioned his 60 as a basically as a still a kid. Five consecutive top 15s at this event, ninth in driving accuracy. And Patrick Cantlay, 25 to 1, is a potential first round leader play here for me. I do have it on good authority. He'll play in the morning on Thursday. So that is also good news. Generally speaking, get out early while the going's good. Also, you could, for better odds, go to his mate, 35 to 1, Xander Shoffle, who picked up for us last week. Um, the reason he's better odds is because if you watch Sunday, not only did he fade, 
but he couldn't hit the back the side of a barn <laughs> off the tee. He was duck hooking it left. Yeah. He was having all sorts of trouble. Um, I'd like to think that was just a you know an anomaly, and he's he's ironed that out on the range, and he's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, so you do get better value on Xander, who does have a better first round scoring average than Cantlay as well. So Shuffle is still a play this week. I have never seen Xander drive it the way he did for a couple of those rounds at LACC, but I, I do agree with you that that'll they'll come back. He was hanging out at ESPN today, by the way, so uh, I'm sure a lot of my old friends got a chance to meet and hang out with Xander. I'm going to tell you about Patrick Cantley in just a minute. Hmm, that's how we do it. Oh. 16th hole, we'll get the player finishing position market at Bet365, and almost always you and I will find some numbers. We're like, well, that's too low. That guy's going to finish better than that. Ricky Fowler is one that you had last week at 39th or better. I mean, that was never even a sweat. Very rarely can I find somebody that I want to sell. Then I look in that marketplace and I go, boy, I, I just don't see him doing it this week. And for very obvious reasons, no, it's not the guy you're showing me there. <laughs> very obvious reasons. I'm going to fade a guy this week. And I think he's just fine being faded because He's carrying around that big trophy. He doesn't need to lug that thing around for four days. Maybe just uh, two in Connecticut is enough. Look, Wyndham Clark had never even challenged for a major championship before. He's now got a U.S. Open trophy. It's a long week. There's a lot going on for Wyndham Clark. I would not be surprised if his tank is completely on empty by the time he gets to Connecticut. And he's just, he doesn't have it. He is listed at Bet365 for 45th or worse. This week, and I, I could just see him like, not that I'm saying he's going to mail it in, but he's already missed the cut three times in five starts in the past when he's trying to play his best golf. Going out there this week, it's like, uh, I'll put it this way. He won't really be hurting that much if he doesn't go deep. <laughs> the Travelers this week. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, uh, I mean, that makes sense. It, 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 it's a huge week. He's doing the rounds. He's super. He's going to be super. Um, like the adrenaline dump is going to come, yeah. and as much as you're pumped and as much as you're playing great golf, um, that's it's a hard one to to respond to, especially if it is going to be nineteen under or twenty under. Like, hey, you've got to come out and shoot six under, despite the fact that this has all been going on in your life. That's that can be tough. Um, all right, seventeenth hole. Well, I was going to give my line at the start and then I realized I'd be giving away my uh, other pick, but uh, I said Tom Kim at the start and I'm saying it's Tommy time. Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Boosted at bet 365 to 40 to 1 instead of the 28 to 1 you get at most bet at most places. Uh, look, recaptured some of his best form of late and I'm on board. Had a chance to break the PGA Tour drought two weeks ago at the, the Canadian Open only to fall to the local hero, Nick Taylor, who had to make a monster, monster eagle to do that. Um, he followed it up by closing at the US Open with a 63. Nice T5 finish there. Probably should have had a 62. We've seen that before from him at US Opens as well, which is a little bit of a worry, those close uh, putts when the when it's all there on the line. Um, but look, he's only played there twice at River Highlands. He was T13, though, one of those times he did. The course demands the high percentage of approach shots from 150 to 175, like I said earlier, and he's 15th on tour and birdie or better percentage from that distance. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I love his caddy too. He's such a character. And I think I think they're just locked in and primed. Uh, and 
I didn't want to, as I said at the start, I didn't want to go down the very chalk side. I wanted to look at guys in that sort of sweet spot, mid-tier that are still great players. And I think it's Tommy time. Tommy Fleetwood, seventh on the PGA Tour this season in total strokes gained, which I always say is the greatest barometer of performance. And so, yeah, he's playing some great golf. I'm going to take the guy that's one spot ahead of him in that category, though. And that is a guy that you mentioned a few minutes ago, Patrick Cantlay. Look, as I said earlier in the pod, I believe this is going to be one that's won by one of the big names. I get it. Shorter golf course maybe levels the playing field a little bit. But over the last three years, Dustin Johnson, Harris English, Xander Shoffley have been the winners. We're not seeing too many long shots in Connecticut anymore. I like Scotty Scheffler, but I can't bet him at uh, twice the or half the odds uh, of Patrick Cantley this week. Mm -hmm. So uh, Patrick Cantley is my guy at plus 1,200. I I think he goes out and he's ready to win. Uh, It's a bit of a statistical anomaly in the fact that he's got five top 15 finishes at this event. Yeah. And no top tens. They're all between 11th and 15th. Kind of weird. But like I said, he's ready to go out and win something. I think it happens this week. And so I'm going with Cantley there. And Benny, that's all we got. Breaking down the Travelers Championship. We appreciate everybody out there for listening to this edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast. Remember, you can find us everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen every single week during the entire PGA Tour season. For Ben Everell, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all your bets for this week's Travelers Championship. Here's hoping you the green. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.